Earlier this week, I shared Colin Trevorrow's vision for Kylo and Rey and his working draft for Episode 9. But what were his plans for the rest of the cast? I'm Ryan Walker, and I'll give you those highlights today on Episode 55 of Jump to Lightspeed. Welcome back, Star Wars friends. So, the other day, I I went a little long in my episode about the original plans for for Rey and Kylo Ren in Colin Trevorrow's Duel of the Fates script. And I'm going to try to not overdo it today by just giving you a quick overview of what the original plans were for most of the rest of the Scooby gang. So let's just get right into it then, shall we? Let's start out with the plan for the best pilot in the Resistance, Mr. Poe Dameron. Poe definitely gets his moments to shine in this treatment, both in a climatic space battle over Coruscant. Yes, all roads lead to the traditional capital of the Republic in this version of the film. And also in the opening sequence where he talks the rest of the team into stealing a First Order dreadnought from the ship factory on Kuat and has to learn how to fly it in the middle of their escape. And it actually sounds like it would have been a really funny sequence. He's also evidently been involved in some sort of romantic relationship with, ready, Ray, And, I mean, I feel like Twitter would have had an absolute meltdown if that ever came to fruition on the big screen. Finn and Rose actually spend most of the movie together, though not romantically, as I think many people kind of assumed they would after The Last Jedi. Finn actually seems to have and exhibit those kinds of feelings for Poe more overtly in this treatment, which, again, probably would have accelerated a social media meltdown from a different portion of the fandom. So, in Duel of the Fates, uh, Finn and Rose would have led a team to the underworld of Coruscant. It, It turns out that a part of the reason that nobody came to their aid on Crate was because their signal was being jammed on some galactic scale. So so you'd think that they would be going to destroy the jamming device, but no. Uh, There's actually a force beacon of some sort in the basement of the Jedi Temple that was used in the good old days to, to summon assistance from the outermost systems of the galaxy in times of war. Um, think of it as kind of like in Return of the King, when, when Gondor lights the signal fire to let Rohan know that, that help is needed. So their job, and they bring R2 and 3PO with them for, for comedy relief, is to find and activate this beacon. And they do. Uh, they, they broadcast a holographic message of Princess Leia, which is definitely a, an homage to, to, to that moment in A New Hope. This beacon, by the way, is what Kylo Ren manages to destroy with the Force from uh, halfway across the galaxy on Remnicor once he learns that it is broadcasting. Most of the time... Finn and Rose are together, but after the destruction of the beacon, they get separated. Finn stumbles upon a stormtrooper he used to know and and talks to him and helps him come to his senses and defect like like Finn did. Uh, He also meets some regular folks on Coruscant who have been in hiding in the underworld and, and are ready to fight back against the First Order, but all they need is a leader. Hmm, who... Who could be their leader? Oh, Finn. Yeah, Finn takes on that role. 
and leads them in a ground assault on the Capitol building. Rose, meanwhile, um, during their escape, gets captured and is interrogated by General Hux, who is now Chancellor Hux. Uh, So he's moved up in the world quite a bit since we last saw him. She manages to escape, reunites with the droids, learns that the Capitol building is actually a spaceship. What? Yeah, the Capitol building on Coruscant is actually a spaceship. So, when the tide of the battle is turning and Hux and crew are getting ready to fly to their safety in their travel-ready skyscraper, unbeknownst to them, Rose and R2 reprogrammed the Nava computer, so when they jump to light speed, it sends them straight into a star and thus eliminating the upper echelon of First Order leadership from the picture. Yeah, I'm not so sure how I feel about, about that little storyline there. Okay, who else? Who else? Hux, as I already mentioned, is back to being more of an evil supervillain as as opposed to the the comedic villain that he was in in The Last Jedi. Chewbacca is uh, just kind of there, really, though he gets a big moment in the the space battle at the end by piloting an X-Wing without a helmet, which seems a little dangerous. R2 and 3PO do typical R2 and 3PO stuff. BB-8 does typical BB-8 stuff. And the Knights of Ren. Yep, they're back here. They're much more fleshed out in this version of the film than they were in The Rise of Skywalker. They have some speaking parts. Uh, They still have some cool scenes and some battles. But they're also still eliminated in a fight with just one of the protagonists. And in this case, it's it's obviously Rey because she's really the, the only protagonist here. One really cool thing was that the lead Knight of Ren is equipped with a Darksaber. So in this alternate timeline, um, we'd get a live-action Darksaber a a week before the reveal in The Mandalorian, which would have taken a lot of wind out of that sail. And that's what Trevorrow had planned for most of the main characters. It's interesting that even here there are a number of similarities with what we saw in the rise of skywalker we we got a new massive fleet of star destroyers uh maybe not fully constructed but definitely in the works finn still has some important scenes with other stormtroopers who are just starting to break free of their brainwashing lando's here too he's sought out by leia to put together a fleet of smugglers and pirates for the final assault and chewy he gets a medal here too I guess nobody reads the comics. And that's going to do it for another day of podcasting here on Jump to Lightspeed. If you'd like to share any thoughts on Duel of the Fates or The Rise of Skywalker, I would love to hear them. You you can send me an email at jumptolightspeedpod at gmail.com or a tweet at jump to lightspeed. Don't forget to like my Facebook page, to hit the subscribe button in your podcatchers, and to share this episode with your own Star Wars friends. Thanks for listening, and until our paths cross, may the Force be with you.